Welcome everyone to the very first episode of Dino Might. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. This is a podcast focused on the Toronto Raptors here on the Couch Potato Diary Sports Network. So if you've been uh, following me along for a while, you've noticed a couple of these popping up this week. On Monday, a Blue Jays one yesterday, uh, one focusing on the Calgary Flames. Today, the focus is the Toronto Raptors. We're going to be doing this every Wednesday here on the Couch Potato Diary Sports Network. Uh, for now, the, the podcast, uh, for those of you who are listening, is going to live... Uh, um, right here in the the regular Couch Potato Diary, um, I guess, feed. Um, and for those watching on YouTube, it'll be in the, the regular Couch Potato Diary feed, but will also spin off into uh, its own playlist that'll be available here on the YouTube channel. So if you only want the Raptor stuff, it will be um, here. So that is uh, something that you can look forward to. So um, again, for, for those of you who <laughs> for those of you who have listened to all of these this week, you're going to be a little bit tired of the spiel. But for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time for some Raptor-related content, uh, my name is Peter Klein. I was on Sports Talk Radio in Calgary for 10 years, and then uh, wasn't by their choice. And now I'm back uh, in a freelance role and doing my own thing as well. Um, and so the, the Raptors are something I've always been passionate about you can see the jersey behind me that 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 is a Mo Pete jersey and that is absolutely a jersey that I bought when he was playing with the team um I played basketball all through school and have always really really appreciated the sport unfortunately that there isn't a ton of market for it out here in, in Calgary at least that's what I have been told by radio people um so any chance, basically 2019, I got to talk about the team, I relished it, but uh, now really looking forward to, to having this platform um, to, to talk about the team on a weekly basis. So, um, coming up on the show today, we're going to be looking back at the win over the Indiana Pacers. We are going to be looking at the game tonight as they get ready to take on the Dallas Mavericks. A little bit of gambling talk in there as well, and then a look ahead at the rest of the week. Uh, you can find me on social media. Uh, I'm seeing now that the print on those is kind of tiny, uh, but Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Um, also, uh, like I said, all these available in podcast podcast form, uh, just search Couch Potato Diary, and you can subscribe to the podcast there, um, leave a review, that kind of stuff really, really does help me out, uh, and for those of you who are listening, you can find me on YouTube, just go youtube.com slash at primetimepk, it's annoying, but just that's the way to find me. Um, okay, so let's get into it. The, the Raptors with a really nice win over the Indiana Pacers, and for the first time this season, the Raptors have won three in a row, which, yikes, but... I understand, and please note that when I am talking about this game, um, I know how bad the Pacers' defense is. Like, transition defense was basically nil until the third quarter, and then they, they ran, ran back, sorry, blocked a couple of shots, and were like, alright, we're good. Um, that, that's, that, that's how bad this defense was for the Pacers. So I understand when I'm talking about the offense and, and some of the improvements that I think I've seen, we're, we're not exactly dealing with the 04 Pistons here, but still, I really liked what I saw. And when this offense is going right, there's actually a lot of things to, to like about it. And I, again, I, I understand that there's a long way to go for this team that there really, really is. But I think over the, the course of this winning streak, and since a couple of the trades, there's been a few things that, that you actually really like to see, and 
I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to focus on those for this one today. I'm not going to come out of the gates on this podcast and be like, hey, you know what sucks? Everything. Um, but I, I really like what I saw with the, the with the movement of this team, uh, both the ball movement and player movement. Some really, really good cuts last night. Some excellent passes to take advantage of those. I really like a lot of the movement just overall that you see on this. They, they are, I think, very creative with the, the screen usage. There is the, the one pick and roll where Pirtle sets the screen up at the top. Um, I forget who it was who was rolling around. It might have been Quickly. Uh, quickly rolls around, and then as Pirtle is coming to the net and Turner is kind of backing into him, I think it was Trent who sent another screen, and that just opens Pirtle up wide open at the rim. I really like how they, they were doing that. Um, they had a couple of plays, specifically out of the timeout, where they would run a, a bit of a handoff, and then the one guy would like cut, do like a, a bit of a almost double cut, I guess, for lack of a better term, and basically use the... Um, the, the current ball handler as a screener, and then they dump it over the top. They they did a great job all night of creating a lot of really, really good looks from this offense. And th this was a night uh, against the Pacers the other night where they were able to take advantage of that and put together, I, I think, a really good showing for for this offense. And a big part of that was Scotty Barnes. He was fantastic against the Pacers, picking up a triple-double in the win. Um, his game is absolutely leveled up this season. And I, I get... Um, maybe it wasn't the, the most enthralling all-star performance one has ever seen, and th there is still a little bit for him to, to grow. But I thought that he rebounded really well from some of the talk we had going into the all-star break about like, hey, ha what is the give-a-shit meter on this guy? Um, like, where, where are we at? Because the, the talk about like walking off the court early and, and some of the, the efforts that we were seeing from him, where where is he? And I don't know if it's a, a conversation he had with the coaches, if it was just internally as a human being, he was like, ah, maybe I could be better. Uh, but he was great last night. And like, we, we've seen the shooting level up a little bit, but it's the the vision offensively and it's the passing for me that I, I think has kind of taken him to another level. Um, he tried to dunk last night or the other night. Sorry. I watched this late. Um, he, he tried to dunk last night. That was absurd and almost worked, but Toppin got his, his wrist and kind of sent him off kilter enough that it wasn't one of the most epic Raptor dunks we've seen in a while, but still you, you love the attacking mindset that he has, but as a playmaker last night or the other night, he was so strong for the, this Raptors group, and uh, I think was a, a big part of, of what they were able to do. And I think one of the biggest parts of it was his work in transition. Some of the outlet passes, he had one that was just perfect to quickly that set him up in a great spot to hit a transition three that kind of started the ball rolling for the, the Raptors again. And so with Scotty Barnes, I don't know if we're ever going to have like him comfortably as uh, a point forward or anything like that with this Raptors team. But I do think that there is something there that he can be someone who keeps this offense moving maybe a little bit more than you thought, certainly coming out of the draft and maybe even coming out of a, a bit of a tougher season for him a year ago. But I just, I, I really, really liked what I saw from, from Scotty Barnes for a lot of this season, obviously, but last night. The other part of this one, and you only saw him for a half, but Yaka Pirtle was tremendous. And... There was a lot of frustration from me that the the Raptors made that move a year ago when I, I thought they should have kind of been in the tank. Um, and if you were going to make that, like make it in November because it was so clear this team was missing that type of a guy. But you're starting to see the type of players the Raptors want, the type of players that Darko wants as a, a coach and how to utilize them. And Pirtle 
feels like a perfect fit for what the Raptors are looking to do offensively. And again, it's his playmaking ability that I think really, really shines. Early in the year, you saw the the two big uh, passes with uh, with him and Siakam. Uh, I thought that they utilized that really well. He's someone who is comfortable. Like, he's not going to be your primary ball handler or anything like that, but he is very comfortable um, at the, the top of the circle just distributing and and working his playmaking there. He was so creative last night, and it, it really does set things up, or the other night, sorry. Um, it does really set things up well for them to be able to do a few more creative things in the pick and roll. And then defensively, like, he is the only big guy they have, really. Like, o- Olenek is literally a big human being, but doesn't play nearly as physical as Pirtle does. And so I thought Pirtle did a good job of kind of managing Turner down in the block. Uh, Turner gets his threes, obviously. Like, he was great the other night. But Pirtle defensively got caught in a couple of switches. There was one time where he was on um, Halliburton. There was one time he was on Matherin, who was out of this world the other night. And Pirtle stuck with him the whole way. Matherin still gets the, the points off of a, a, a shot, but it was a really tough shot late in the shot clock and Pirtle's defense it just makes you feel really comfortable that you can switch with him and he he can at least hang with them I'm not gonna say like hey you know what um tonight against Dallas just put Pirtle on Kyrie and I think it'll be fine like obviously it's not that but he is someone who if he gets in a switch you feel confident enough that he is gonna be able to hold his own for at least 15 to 20 seconds when you, you needed him there they were plus 10 when he was on the floor um he sprained his ankle last night it, it sounds like he or the other night he it sounds like he is questionable for the game tonight kind of a, a game time decision if he's in the lineup you really like what he provides going up against um, a Dallas team that doesn't offer a ton of resistance, although Gafford, I do, I, I do think, improves Dallas in that area. But the, the Raptors are 2-9 and nine without Pirtle this season. He has been really important for this team. And we could have bigger picture conversation about, okay, does that go against where they should be going right now? Um, this year... The, the draft isn't great. We have all heard that before. Um, I, I think it is too late for the Raptors to fall into a top six pick in this draft unless the, the draft lottery just ends up going their way. Um, so for now, for a team that is like just looking to see what they have, it does seem for like Pirtle is a good fit. And it seems like Olenek is too. Uh, brought over at the trade deadline. They were talking about it on the broadcast the other night. He is, again, the exact perfect type of a fit for what Darko was looking to do with this offense. A lot of the offense ran through him when he was out there with the second unit the other night. Again, his passing is great. Um, He attacked off the dribble at one point when they just kind of left him wide open for a trip down the lane late in the the fourth quarter. Indiana's clutch defense was horrendous last night, uh, the other night, sorry. And that was was a bit of a rough go for them. But he was basically a Pirtle mini-me. Like, his passing is great. He made... A couple of really smart decisions on the inbound that ends up, like, basically sealing it. They're, um... Of it, it, in down, inbound play, he gets it over to Quickly, who they start to trap him. He is able to dump it over to, to Olenek, who got himself into a spot where he could get the pass, and then a perfect pass to Scotty Barnes sets up the and one and really puts the icing on, on the cake for a, a strong performance. But um, he's someone who you have to monitor from beyond the three-point line. I did not anticipate his um his playmaking ability to be where it is at. And so I, I think, again, you look at what this team is trying to do and kind of the identity of this team, it does seem like he fits it. And so 
maybe he is a bit more of a longer-term fit with this Raptors team than we initially thought. Uh, there isn't a whole lot on this. R.J. Barrett was just really good last night, um, or the other night. Jeez, I'm very sorry I keep doing that. Um, I'll have to watch the games live from now on instead of trying to get caught up the next day or a couple of days after. Um, anytime he got Mathurin on him, it was just like beeline for the bucket. And the three-point shot was falling for him a couple of times at least in the game against the Indiana Pacers. And it's just, you can very clearly see this is someone who thinks the game at a pretty high level and sees the game at a high level. And that works really well for some of the more complex things this offense is trying to do. Again, there's a lot of screening, there's a lot of motion, there's a lot going on in this Raptor offense and what they're trying to do. And it does seem like RJ Barrett, again, it, it talking about this a lot, it seems like he fits what the Raptors are, are looking to accomplish right now. And so, overall, this was a strong game from the Raptors. Like, I, I thought defensively, they did as well as they could against a team that is strictly focused on buckets for for the Pacers. Um, and then offensively, I, I've gushed at length about how well I, I thought they handled things the other night. Um, overall, there's something happening here. I, I'm not going to say, hey, watch out for the Raptors. I wouldn't want to be Boston in the first round if the Raptors end up getting through as the eight seed. I, I'm, I am not saying that. But this isn't a start from scratch. Like, they have something going here with Pirtle. Uh, we'll see how long-term Olenek is in the, the, the plans for this team. Um, but with Pirtle, with Barnes, with Quickly, and with R.J. Barrett, like, there's, there is something there. And another thing you feel positive about that we saw uh, the other night, caught myself that time, um, Agbaji and Grady Dick were so good. The level of confidence that Grady is playing with right now compared to the beginning of the season, it's night and day. And I, I think a lot of people thought, okay, spot-up shooter, here we go. Um, he is aggressive in attacking off of the dribble. Like, if you close out a bit too hard on him, he is gone, and he is going to the rack, and he is fearless going there. And defensively, he at least tries really hard. Um, but uh, like I said, like it just it feels like there's something there. I don't know if we're going to look back on the Pirtle trade, and I'm going to be doing a trade tree on it, because it led to the Toronto Raptors winning the 2025 NBA championship, or anything like that, but there, there is at least the startings of a foundation here with this team, and I, I think you can feel pretty positive about that from a Raptors standpoint. It would have been nice if a few things weren't mismanaged to get to this point, but I think in recovery mode, um, Masai Ujiri has done a pretty good job with this group. Um, just quickly on the, the opposition, like I said, Matherin was unbelievable last night. Just such a skilled scorer. Um, the Raptors were throwing anything at him, and he was just rising over a double team hitting. Late in the shot clock, has a big man on him, hand in his face. Yeah, I'll hit that fadeaway. Um, he was electric last night. The, the most points that a Canadian player, or the other night, sorry. The, the most points that a Canadian player has ever scored against the Toronto Raptors was that dude. And you, you just, yeah, yeah, you feel really good about what he was doing for for the Indiana Pacers and the other guy who who stepped up in this one was Miles Turner. He is obviously somewhat of a problem um, for other teams when they're trying to drive into the paint. He is someone who will alter some plans there. You saw Turner just straight up like, nope, nope, not happening. Um, and his ability to, to shoot confident from three is just such a weapon. And the, I think in the first half, he and Siakam combined five for seven from three. Like that, that's just, that's unfair that you're getting that from your four and your five. 
when you already have Matherin making everything and Halliburton doing what Halliburton can do. This Pacers team, like, defensively, it's just not good enough to be able to, to compete in the East. Like, they're going to get probably one of Boston, um, Milwaukee, or Cleveland in the first round, and all three of those teams... I think destroy this group when you get into um, a four, five, six, seven game series with with the Pacers, just because defensively there there isn't a whole lot there. Offensively, when it's going, it's going. But there are way too many times when they go five out, it's basically just I'm gonna try to drive. Nope, pass it up to this guy. All right, I'm gonna try to drive. Nope, pass it up to this guy. And you just hope one of your guys can beat the other guy, the other team five on five before the shot clock runs out. And it's just it's not great to watch. So th there are some flaws on this Pacers team, but they have they have a lot of talent on this group, and that makes them a really interesting team heading toward the postseason. Um, as for tonight, the Raptors taking on the Dallas Mavericks, another team that isn't super passionate about the defensive side. I do like um, the, the move that they made at the deadline, going out acquiring Gafford, who can at least defend a little bit. P.J. Washington, a touch, I suppose. Um... Maybe not necessarily, again, we're not talking about some of the, the great lockdown defenders, but they're at least better defensively than what you were seeing from them previously. And it just makes this team a little bit more dangerous for from a, a Mavericks perspective. Obviously, they still go how Luka goes and to a certain degree how Kyrie goes, but there's a little bit more talent now around Luka. I think tonight, the... <laughs> I'm actually right this time uh, when, when I'm dating myself. But I, I think tonight for the Raptors, the bench is going to be really key. And I, I thought they did a pretty good job in the first half against the Pacers the other night. Um, the, the second half, it was okay. Uh, obviously, rotation gets a little thrown out of whack with uh, Pirtle going down with an injury. But I, I think that the bench tonight is going to be a key if, uh, if Dick and Agbaji, um can, can come back out and, and provide this team a bit of a spark. That's going to be very helpful because the starting five, like, it's not quite as good against the Mavericks. I'll be interested to see defensively how Toronto tries to attack Dallas this evening. Um, but it, I, I think it's going to be a difficult one for them. Um, if you guys have watched or listened to um, the, the the flagship show, Couch Potato Diary, around here, you know I do a segment called Today's Ticket. Uh, not going to officially hit a graphic thingy or anything like that, but we'll do just a, a couple of plays that I'm making um, gambling-wise on this game tonight. Much as I love the Raptors... I don't think they're the Mavericks. Um, and so I am going Dallas minus two and a half in the spot at minus 125. Um, I think the Mavericks will be able to defend enough that they're going to give the, the Raptors some problems. And Luka, th this has the, the makings of being a really difficult game for the Raptors to match up with them. So I, I like Dallas in this spot. I think they are, as much as I said, like something's building here. Um, I think Dallas is just a far superior team, and to only have to give up two and a half points, you feel really good about. I'm going to go over um, 241 and a half. I, I think both these teams are going to put up a bunch of buckets tonight. And then my last one, one player who I think is going to be able to shine for the Raptors is RJ Barrett. Um, his total tonight is set at 20 and a half. I'm going to go over on that as well. I, I think with the attacking mindset that he has, um, no matter who is out there on him, it's probably going to be a insufficient defensive player. And so I think RJ playing with that confidence coming off of the other night against Matherin is going to be able to step up and make a couple of big time plays. So, I am going to go uh, over 20 and a half for RJ 
Barrett. Now let's take a look at the week coming up. The Raptors have the game uh, tonight against Dallas, saying that's a loss. Um, and then coming up on Friday, they take on the Golden State Warriors at home. Golden State is starting to figure a few things out, and so I, I think it's going to be a bit of a difficult one for the Raps, so I am going to say Golden State takes that one. Up next, it's a Sunday game against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, the Hornets are bad, okay? Uh, they're, they're just not a good basketball team, and so I, I think the Raptors are probably going to be able to to pick up a victory in that one. Um, and then Tuesday, uh, so a day before our next podcast, so I'll actually be able to say last night uh, when we do this one coming up next week, it is the New Orleans Pelicans. I, I think the Raptors take that one. I think the Raptors... One of the, the issues that teams have against New Orleans is what to do with Zion, right? And obviously, he is not the same explosive guy that he was coming out of college and all of that. But when it's point Zion, do you put one of your guards on him because the rest of the team is big? How do you handle it? And I think you basically just, Scotty, go. And you figure it out later. Um, and then I, I think the rest of the team kind of matches up pretty well with the Pelicans. So I'm going to say Raptors take that one. So uh, between now and the next show, I'm going to say the Raptors go to and two. Uh, that's going to do it for the maiden voyage here on Dino Might. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, as the season goes along, uh, we're going to have some rankings of the top players in Raptor history. Um, we're also going to look at potential draft targets here. That's going to be coming up in the, the next little bit. I'm going to go through some mock drafts, see some players that the are in the ballpark that the Raptors could be taking. They don't have their first, probably. Um, maybe we'll start to look at that if this thing really turns sideways. Uh, but right now, we're going to be focusing on the pick that the Raptors are getting from the Pacers which I believe as of today sits as the 15th overall selection in the draft. So we'll be looking at a few players that the Raptors could target in that realm. Um, also going to be a, a bit further on down the line, looking at potential free agent targets for the Raptors. So even if the season goes to shit, we're going to have a lot to look at. Um, we're going to be doing some, like, a lot like this. Going to look at some of the, the, the most recent game um, with great detail, I would say. And the, the other ones throughout the week, we'll do a, a couple of quick hitters on, and then we'll look at the, the week ahead, a couple of gambling things. So it's going to be a lot like this. Um, if you have any notes, you can email me, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at primetimecline. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, uh, facebook.com slash diary. So thank you all so much for tuning in and hopefully you enjoyed it. I'll be back with some more Raptor talk next week. Have a great day, everybody.